welcome to Podcasts are Wonderful, episode 58. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Pistol Shrimps Radio from September 15th to 2015, featuring Matt Gourley, Mark McConville, and Jensen Cart. But first, we're going to be speaking my guest. And uh, you know this, hmm, it's hard to say, you know this person as uh, the, the child of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Northwest, North, so happy to have you here. Hello, people. Oh, it's so cute hearing a, a little baby talk. It's so sweet. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show, Mr. Greggy. But second of all, I'm going to have to ask that you not use the B word because I am actually almost two and a half. So I think that calling me a baby is kind of dismissive and rude. Oh, you're right. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, my kids, I, I don't give the time of day, but they are not, you know, the child of moguls like yourself. Yeah, well, I guess I just didn't, I didn't expect this ageism coming from you after you told me that some of your best friends were children. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I think I said some of my ch- best friends used to be children, but uh, you, you did have it mostly right, and I am sorry that that was my fault. I was very rude to you. No, it, it's okay. It's okay. I'm used to it. You know, it's just a part of being a young black woman, America. So you know, that's what I definitely am, and I'm I'm ready to move forward. So is that something you deal with like every day? Just people calling you the b word, uh, treating you as though you're less than because you're younger than they are? Yeah, you five-year-olds who think they're so cool and maybe I'm out to brunch with my mom and some five-year-old will point at me and say, hey, look, a baby. And it's just like, I'm the same as you, basically. You know, in two years, I'll be almost five. So it's, it's really not that big of a difference. Oh, geez, I can't imagine having to go, you know, live with that every day. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, my life is a lot harder than people would think. I mean, yes, I do have everything I could ever possibly want. My parents are filthy rich, but it's just, you know, people are so ignorant. So your parents are so super famous. Uh, does this make you worried that maybe you have a lot to live up to? Um, you know, my mom doesn't seem to really care that much, but my dad, uh, he can be really intense. Sometimes he'll sit me down and just give me long monologues about the essence of greatness and the legacy that I've been born into. And, you know, I try to keep up, but it's, uh, he uses a lot of big words. I think maybe sometimes he forgets that he's talking to a child and it is intimidating, uh, I am worried a lot about impressing my dad. Huh, that's interesting because I don't know. Maybe I, I heard wrong, but I heard that guy's a, a college dropout. Well, you know, my dad always likes to tell me that school is what you make it. So, you know, someone like my dad, he went to school on the streets. He went to school in life. That's where he got his education. And he loves to tell me that, you know, he has a master's in street and a PhD in keeping it real. So, you know, it all just depends on how you look at things. I have a hard time keeping up with, you know, what's trending, what's hot with all the the kids out there. What does a kid your age watch these days, like on television or do you even watch TV? Do you just stream everything? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, usually, you know, I'll just kind of if, if I had my way, I would just play on my mom's phone, uh, maybe play some Angry Birds or something. But, you know, like I said, my dad has really high expectations for me. So he'll uh, sit me down in front of the TV and put on something like, uh, you know, The Sopranos or The Wire and be like, you know, watch this and learn from it. And I don't understand anything that's going on, but I try and sometimes it's nice just to see those those flashing colors and stuff on the TV, even if you don't really follow what's going on. That is true. It is really, really fun to look at like the different 
pictures that come on and the words are not I'm getting there, but they are a little difficult to understand. But yes, the visuals are really fun sometimes. And the wire is so good. Oh my God. You have to watch every season because everyone is totally different. It's like a different aspect of uh, crime and corruption. And uh, it's just the best show on television. You know, that's what they keep telling me. Um, but to me, it just kind of, it looks kind of bleak. You know, there, there aren't as many fun colors um, as, you know, there are in the cartoons. Sometimes my mom will let me watch cartoons, but if my dad sees that, he will turn them right off. You mentioned playing video games on your mom's phone. Uh, she actually has her own app where you try and become the next Kim Kardashian, basically. Uh, have you ever played on that at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian Hollywood. That is um, a really, really good app. Um, I used to play it a lot, but my parents told me I can't anymore because I was spending too much money trying to buy new outfits <laughs> for my person. They have a lot of money, but I was dropping like, you know, several million dollars a week trying to get like the coolest hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. You can drop so much money on that app so fast. Every 10 seconds, it seems like something's coming up where it's popping up saying, do you want to spend this to make this a little faster? And yes, duh, of course, I want to do that because I would absolutely love to be Kim Kardashian. I want to be just like her um, in this app because that's the, the the idea behind the app. You know, do that. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, money just doesn't really mean a lot to me. I'm trying to learn because apparently it is important in life to understand what money is and how it works. But yeah, numbers, I don't understand what they are. They're just weird shapes to me. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like when I had uh, Jaden Smith on the podcast a few weeks ago. That kid, he had his mind in the clouds, like uh, going into all these abstract quantum physics and all this stuff. Oh my God. Can I tell you a secret? Jaden Smith is totally my celebrity crush, but don't tell him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. He's a, he's a quite a cute boy. Uh, he's, he's a lot older than you though. Do you think that could, uh, I, I don't mean to be ageist again. I'm sorry, but you know, there could be a little bit of a, an issue there. Don't you think? Age is nothing but a number. And as we've established, numbers mean nothing to me. So, <laughs> uh, so I've heard that you have a brother on the way or, you know, maybe not, but uh, a sibling at least. Yes. Yes. My brother will be uh, dropping on the scene, as my dad says, any time in the next month. Wow. Are you excited about that? Or I know a lot of times kids are apprehensive about it. They don't necessarily want to share their parents' attention. I am. I'm actually really excited because uh, I don't know if you know who um, Blue Ivy Carter is. She's the daughter of my, my dad's best friend, Mr. Z. But, um, <laughs> you know, we used to hang out. Uh, but, you know, things got kind of tense between us because she I think she thinks that she's better than me. So, I haven't really had anyone to play with for a while, so I am really excited to have a sibling. Do you and Blue kind of have the same relationship that your dad and her dad have, where it's kind of like, yeah, you guys work together and stuff, but he's kind of maybe a little bit ahead of you in the in the rankings of uh, how things go? Well, first of all, let me just say that my daddy and Mr. Z have the exact same number of Grammys, so no one's ahead of anyone right there. But yes, uh, Blue Ivy and I did try to uh, record a rap album together, but we just started fighting so much and it, it just didn't end up panning out. I actually heard about that. I heard it was called uh, Watch the High Chair. Is that right? Yes, yes. Our hit single was going to be Crawl So Hard. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard the, the first cut of that and it was a banger. I'm I'm really sad that that didn't all come together. You know, me too, but t tell Blue Ivy that, you know, tell her to stop being so stuck up because gosh, she's she's just such a diva and she, you know, I think she gets it from her mother and she keeps telling me that, you know, it's feminist to be a diva and I just don't get it. Yeah, her mom is kind of a diva. On the other hand, your mom, not at all. No, yeah, people don't really understand. My mom is just the sweetest, most down-to-earth lady. Like, she just 
you know, we'll hang out in the kitchen together and she'll cook me some chicken nuggets and just we'll just talk about our days. And she's so easy to talk to and so emotionally intelligent. I'm really grateful that she's my mother. So do you spend a lot of time with your parents? Uh, I know a lot of times with you rich kids I have on the show sometimes, you've got like nannies and things like that. But uh, is that the sort of relationship you have with your parents? Are you really close? Uh, well, I get about one hour a day with my mom. I'd say maybe an hour every three days with my dad. Um, but it's always really, really nice. And And they did pick me out a really nice nanny. We had to go through a lot to get a good one. It's it's hard to do, but I, I've got a really good one. And I think that that really shows that they love me, that they went through so much effort to find me a good nanny. <laughs> so you're two and a half, right? Uh, have your parents looked into preschools at all yet? Are you uh, gearing up for that whole treadmill? Oh, yeah, that's that's a big actually a big point of contention between my parents right now. Um my mom really wants to get me into a sort of prestigious, um, you know, preschool. Uh, but my dad, you know, like we like we said, he's a dropout. He doesn't really believe he doesn't buy into the whole school thing so much. Um, and he kind of wants to just raise me on the streets like he wants me to go to preschool just, you know, sitting on the curb and, and seeing what the, the local kids get up to and just learn like that. Um, so they've been fighting a lot about that recently. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. Oh, yeah. You would make a great corner lookout, I've got to say. A lot of people tend to overlook me because I'm so small and I'm really fast. So if some shit's going down, I, I can bullet in time. But then on the other hand, your mom is right. I mean, you if you want to get ahead, you've got to start early. That's true. Um, that's kind of why when Blue Ivy and I were getting along and collaborating, I really thought that, you know, rap was going to be my game, you know, that I was getting a head start on that. But now that that's not panning out, yeah, you know, maybe I should look into education. So who is your favorite rapper then? I mean, I, you're looking to get into rap. Like who, who are your uh, who, who are your your people that you look up to that you would like to emulate? Oh, that's that's a good question. I mean, obviously, my dad is up there. Debbie Harry, I think, is amazing. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, really great. Um, and I would say MF Doom. That's an interesting mix. What is your favorite of your dad's songs? Oh, that's good question. Um, I would say my favorite is off of his, um, I forget what it's called, but it's off of his latest album, Jesus. And it's where he says a bunch of stuff that he does to women. And I don't really understand it. And he won't tell me what most of it means. But it's really interesting to me to hear all those words. And you're into uh, Debbie Harry. Huh? Uh, what is your favorite rap song of hers? Uh, well, I mean, Rapture obviously is the most <laughs> iconic rap of all time. Can you like just the imagery, you know, of, of aliens eating cars? That's it, it wasn't done before and it really hasn't been done since. I think she was um, very unique, very singular in her talents. You know, rap was pioneered by working class people of color, but I think it really took a white woman to just elevate the genre. Absolutely. That's what I've said all along. I don't want to get controversial, but I just have to say white women have always done it best. Uh, you look at today, Iggy Azalea, amazing. Oh, yes, I completely agree. Um, there are some women who I think are under this delusion that feminism needs to include equality for all different types of women. But when you see like a Taylor Swift and all of her friends who are also just really beautiful, skinny white women, you see a Miley Cyrus, another beautiful, skinny white woman. That's what feminism really is. And of course, I can't ever fully reach that, but I'm going to do the best that I can. <laughs> You mentioned Taylor Swift. There's another great rapper. Uh, that one section of Shake It Off uh, was not embarrassing at all. That was the best part of the song and really great. 
oh yeah did you see that video wearing these sort of gangster clothes and you know dancing around that was just really inspirational to see you know it's just a really beautiful really skinny white woman come and like take this fashion and do it even better so is feminism a subject that you feel a real connection to is that something that you are looking forward to uh studying in your preschool years coming up oh yes i am very very passionate about feminism um it's something that you know a lot of people say that my mom is not like there's a lot of controversy some people say that she is anti-feminism because she posts so many pictures of herself online. And then some people say that that is feminism to like how you look and to put pictures of yourself online. And so, you know, just hearing this dialogue about feminism around my mom all the time, it, um, yes, it has really sparked my interest. I hate to say this because obviously this is your mother and I don't want to say anything bad about her, but Kim Kardashian broke the internet a little while back I really like the internet, okay? It it made me really angry when uh, she broke it. And I just had to bring that out. I had to put it out on the table. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you, North. Uh, but that that's just something that I had to say. I mean, I, I do understand that. The internet is very important to me as well. But you really have to respect what a game changer that was. To put a picture of your butt on the internet, no one has ever done that before. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm not complaining about that part. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to explain why I'm not. I don't. I mean, if your dad doesn't want to, I certainly don't. But I'm not complaining about that part. Don't get me wrong. But then, you know, I go to log into my sites and suddenly it's all broken because of a uh, this fantastic butt that's just splayed all over the internet and it, it's just traumatic to me uh well i would say maybe check your privilege mr greggy because you know if you were a true feminist you would understand that a woman's butt breaking the internet is the most beautiful and progressive thing wow you know you're right i i needed to look inside the whole time thank you north you know that that's what i'm here for I'm debating whether or not I want to bring up Rage. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so I remember a while back, your mom was a like a close friend with this this guy Ray J, uh, Brandy's brother. Uh, do you still see him around? Have you ever met him before? You know, it's funny that you should mention that because I have not met him in person, but. Uh, just the other day, I was kind of like, I don't tell my mom, but I was snooping around in her room and I found in a box this video um, and, and it wasn't labeled or anything, but it was put in this really fancy box in a like special out of the way place. So it seemed important. So I watched the video and I don't understand what was going on in it, but there was a man with my mom in the video, who is not my dad. Um, but my nanny saw me watching it and, you know, quickly grabbed it away from me and yelled at me a lot. And then said that, uh, the man was this Ray J you're talking about when I asked. Okay. So they're, they're not close or anything. They don't, they don't call each other anymore or anything like that. Not that I know, but I do find it suspicious that my mom would have kept that video for so long in such an important place. <laughs> and if they don't want you snooping around in the videos, they need to get you some cartoons or something. You're a growing child. Yeah, exactly. Like, give me something age appropriate to watch or else I'm going to go find something. But then on the other hand, Scarface is a really great movie. Um. <laughs> I mean, I say that I understand anything that happened in it, but there was like a lot of white stuff that was fun to look at as it would like blow around. It looks, you know, kind of like snow and we don't get a lot of snow here in California. So that was. Yep. It's one of the best Christmas movies out there. So Northwest, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to the podcast? Uh, no, I don't think so, Mr. Greggy. I think we covered it all. Okay, great. So we'll be right back. This week on the podcast, I was supposed to have my friend Ashley on the show, and I did. She's there. Unfortunately, though, she had a little bit of a cough. I heard her cough one time, and I said, no, no way. I am not catching that. So I made her go sit in the corner, 
and uh, unfortunately she was too far away from the microphone to hear. So although she did talk and take part in the conversation, uh, you were unable to hear that and I feel really bad for that, but hey, it's cough and cold season, I cannot miss any work, so no way, you gotta keep your distance. But I feel bad, so uh, if you would please check out her Twitter account at Ashley underscore Absinthe, that's A-B-S-I-N-T-H-E, and also she has a podcast that you can search for on iTunes. It's called Weinfeld, W-I-N-E-F-E-L-D, uh, where they drink wine and talk about the television show Seinfeld. Uh, so go do that. Also, I'm still collecting clips for the best of Podcasts or Wonderful episode that's coming up. Uh, so please, if you would like me to include a clip that you really like, just email me like which episode and whether it was in the interview or the podcast discussion segments to podcastwonderful at gmail.com or leave a comment on the website. Uh, basically, either way, that will give me an email uh, saying, you know, what you thought. So that's good. And I will have that record. Uh, if you just tell me about it somewhere, then I might not have that record and it won't be as good. Uh, if you happen to know time codes, I mean, that would be amazing. But I don't expect that. Just, you know, other than that, Tell a friend, leave it review on iTunes, uh, all that stuff. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We've got free throw. Free throw confession, Mark. Let's have one. Sure, once I caught a fish and I probably should have let it go. Uh, but I didn't. I beat it with a rock. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was probably too young to know what to do. That's good. One time. Ten to two. Uh... I dressed up like Indiana Jones as a kid and went digging in my backyard and found my old dead cat that we buried, and I just kept uncovering because I was an archaeologist. That free throw is no good. Maboogie goes for a rebound. Tally Levy crouch with a sweet shot. Yeah. It is 12 to 2. 11.44 left on the clock. This week, Northwest and I listened to Pistol Shrimps Radio from September 15th of 2015, and they don't number them. Oh, my God, I'm shaking my fist at you, uh, Matt Gourley. Anyway, featuring Matt Gourley, Mark McConville, and Jensen Carp. And Pistol Shrimps Radio is a podcast where Matt and Mark, they do color commentary for a L.A. municipal women's basketball team called the Pistol Shrimps. Uh and Amanda Lund is one of the players, and that's uh, Matt Gorley's now fiance. Uh, I just heard about that today. So they there's a basketball game going on. They let you know what's going on. Uh, they don't know much about the game of basketball, but that suits me fine because I also don't know much about it. Uh, and it's a funny show because they're two very funny guys. So North, uh, you've actually you're actually a fan of this podcast, right? Oh yeah, I'm a huge fan. And uh, you've listened to a bunch of the episodes, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I, not all of them, but most of them, yes. Uh, do you think the NBA players that the Shrimps lost against were being dicks, or were they just playing basketball with these ladies? Um, well, from what I heard, it seemed like they started out just having fun, but then kind of stuffy when they... I have a feeling they probably were not super successful in their NBA and uh, being up against women who, you know, were not professional basketball players gave them a little bit too much of an ego boost. Yeah, that could be. I definitely think that's a possibility. But then also it was like a, like a competition that at the end of it, there's like a million dollars at stake. If I remember, uh, what, what happened in that previous season of the Pistol Shrimps. Uh, so, I don't know. I kind of I kind of had two minds of it because, of course, the Pistol Shrimps are, you know, the, the main characters in this podcast, and I want to see them succeed at any cost. But then on the other hand, uh, they, they did – it was kind of a, a more professional uh, competition that they had uh, entered into – and it seemed unlikely that they would uh, end up winning in the end. 
Yeah, for sure. It was, you know, there was no chance of them winning, but the dudes could have been a little less avid about beating them. (laughs) True. Definitely true. So what do you think is the perfect crime time? Uh, That's a good question. I would say uh, maybe 2 to 3 a.m. because you want to hit like after people are done going to the bars, but before the early crowd is waking up for work. So yeah, maybe like 2 to 4 a.m. I would say probably the perfect crime time weekday. Or weeknight, rather, not a weekend, because, you know, all kinds of crazy people are out all night on the weekends. So um, if I had to pick a certain time, I would say Wednesday at 3.30 a.m. That's a good answer, but I'm going to have to disagree with you because I'm going to say 9 a.m. Monday through Friday, because the real criminals out there are the fat cats on Wall Street lining their (laughs) pockets with our hard-earned cash because... It's illegal for them to do their crimes, and nobody goes in to stop them. Uh, see, a hard-earned cash is a phrase that means literally nothing to me, so I can't quite understand where you're coming from. Okay. Uh, if you could possibly vote in 2016, I would be pushing Bernie Sanders on you so hard right now. Uh, but I know that that's impossible. So I actually heard your father might be running for president in 2020. Uh, what do you think about that? I'm really, really excited uh, for this. Um, you know, my dad is just the greatest. He's so cool. So cool. And, you know, imagine getting to live in the White House. That would be so awesome. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited, and I have literally zero doubt that he is going to do it and is going to win. (laughs) Hell, I'd vote for him. Although it seems like the White House may be a step down from wherever you're living currently. Uh, Yeah, it might be, but also just a change of scenery would be nice. I feel like I've just gotten everything there is to get out of the city. (laughs) Have you ever met Sasha and Malia? Uh, yeah, I did. I did meet them once. Um, they were kind of rude. Um, you know, they were like doing baby voice talks at me, um, trying to like show me pictures and videos on their phone. Like I was stupid and, you know, I just found it all like very pretentious. They think that because they're the president's daughters that they're better than everyone, but you know, they're, they're not, they're really not. So, you know, Whatever. I'm half black, too. <laughs> North, which Supreme Court justice do you look the most like? Um, That's interesting because the only justices I know are, let's see, Scalia, be on, only because they said him on the podcast. And <laughs> I think there's one named um, Ruth something and there are a lot of memes about her on the internet and how she's really cool so i'm gonna say that ruth would be the one that i am most like but yeah that's just because i don't know any of the others yeah i can see that you're you've definitely got a ginsbergian look to you uh and you are just as badass as she is i've got to say True. I mean, if, if that if that uh, rap album had come out, like you would really understand how badass I am. For me personally, I'm going to say Clarence Thomas. I've got brown eyes just the same as he does and uh, sort of the same stature, I'd say. We, we hold ourselves in a very similar way. Uh, it's probably the limit of the way we look uh, being similar, but that's good enough. Well, I also have brown eyes, so maybe I should have said Clarence. Talk. <laughs> okay, North. It's time for free. Th- <laughs> it's time for free throw <laughs> confessions. Oh God. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. And please say something if I'm being too quiet. You can't hear me at all. Okay, I've got to confess. I might pull that new stuff. My kids actually like them a lot, and. I just do it at the gift of the podcast. Okay, you're up. Uh, okay. Um, last week, I, I told my aunt Chloe that she was my favorite aunt. 
And then yesterday, I told my aunt Courtney that she was my favorite aunt. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to confess, uh, your dad is not one of my favorite rappers. He's pretty good. He's a great musician, but I don't like his flow. I have to confess that uh, my mom is my favorite porn stars. <laughs> Okay, I also have to confess that I agree with you. Okay, moving on. That's enough of that. Oh, phew. That was, it was good to get that off my chest. <laughs> How great is the name Paisley Gray anyway? Like every time I listen to Pistol Shrimps Radio and they mention Paisley Gray in any way, I go, oh my God, that is like one of the top 10 names in the world. Um. Yeah, I would say it is a good name, but... I mean, you're talking to Northwest right now. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, I said top 10. I didn't say number one. Paisley Gray is a good name, but call me when your name is a direction and not a pattern. Hmm, That's a good point. Are there any other kids out there in directions? Well, you know, there was that band of kids called One Direction, but they never specified which direction they were. So I think that was kind of weak. That's a great point. They really need to nail it down. Specificity is key. Yes, that is. That's definitely true. I mean, that's one thing that my parents really understood when they named me um, because they knew that they wanted to a direction, um, but they weren't like, oh, we're just going to call her direction you know they really sat down and hammered out which one and they were thinking about calling me southeast for a little while but i think they chose the right one yeah and that didn't really work too well because your dad you know his last name is west so it would be better if if it ended with west oh my god yeah i didn't even think of that that is so true Oh, I don't even know if you've seen these movies, but what do you think was the best addition to uh, what do you think was the best addition to Star Wars and the special editions that George Lucas made? Yeah, you know, I I hear people talking about these Star Wars all the time. You know, again, that's there are a lot of references that go over my head. I am only two and a half years old, um, but I do know that they um, that's the that's the movies where they have the light sticks, right? Um, so maybe if they added more of those into the the extended editions or whatever, that that would be really cool because those are fun to look at when they spin around. Oh yeah, that was one of my favorite additions to uh, a New Hope. They just anytime anybody had their hands on screen, they put a lightsaber digitally in that hand. Uh, even like stormtroopers, uh, aliens on the planet of Tatooine. Everybody had extra lightsabers, and that was a really good addition. Because when you're going to Star Wars, that's what you want to see. Yeah, well, I know that that's what I want to see. You know, bright colors flashing around. That really gets my attention. My favorite part that they added was, uh, you know, Clippy, the the Microsoft Word uh, helper guy they added him to a lot of the scenes like he would be in the background and he would just kind of help things along uh he would push stormtroopers out of the way to make it so luke skywalker could get through a little easier uh it, it was really good and and i love that guy uh, i still have windows 95 installed on my computer that's the only operation operating system i'll use because that's just my favorite guy he's like a friend to me i think i remember one of those scenes um where he kind of popped up in the corner of the screen and was like, hey, I've noticed that you're fighting a lot of dudes right now. Do you want me to help? And then Han Solo clicked yes. And I thought that that was really nice. Yep. And then uh, that one scene where Han Solo and that alien, they were at the bar and they were talking to each other and they were getting really angry at each other. And then Clippy popped up and he said, it seems like you're having trouble with this alien. And then he just shot him in the head. And uh, yeah, so Clippy shot first. And that solves that question that everybody's had about Star Wars all these years. Yeah, I think um, I definitely agree with you. I think that we should start that hashtag, uh, hashtag Clippy shot first. (laughs) What's the grossest flavor you've ever had on one of those Coke freestyle machines? The other day I, I tried out 
Coke Zero Orange, and it was disgusting. It was like medicine. Um, yeah, one time, um, I'm not really supposed to have soda, but one time my nanny did take me uh, to um, to the movies, and at the movie theater they had one of those. So I tried a vanilla apricot root beer, and it was not good. Yeah, that sounds rough. And you weren't supposed to give soda to babies, but I guess when I was a baby, my grandma put Tab Cola in my bottle. And I drank that as a, a very small child. You know, I, I think that people like to say that it's bad just so that they feel like good parents. Because, you know, saying that things are bad makes you feel like you're responsible. Um, but, you know, they say you're not supposed to drink alcohol when you're pregnant. And my mom drinks all the time. And she's she's pregnant right now. So <laughs> I think those are all just things that people say. Yeah, True. And my crippling obesity <laughs> has nothing to do with that soda I drank because it was diet. Come on, you dummies. Tab Cola is diet. Yeah. And, you know, my mom drinks uh, diet vodka. So everyone who's calling her fat on Twitter needs to. So tell me, North, have you ever uh, thought about maybe getting into writing television? Because I've got a hell of a prompt for us here. Oh, no, I'd love to hear your prompt. Okay, so let's you and me hash out an episode of Dr. Midas Wellsby, the doctor whose touch will turn your ailments to gold. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so all we know about this guy is he's a doctor, and uh, he has the golden touch. He has the Midas touch. Uh, so in what situations could that be useful? Um, I'm a match. And maybe this is just because, you know, my mom is about to have a baby, but a woman is having a baby and Dr. Midas Welby is delivering the baby. Um, and then maybe, you know, his glove slips the baby and it turns into a gold statue. And maybe we could just mine some really good drama out of that. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, in this scenario, is it possible to turn the baby back into a human being or... Uh, is this just a, a dead baby? Um, I think that, I mean, first of all, it's not a baby. It's a fetus until it reaches the age of 32 weeks outside of the womb. Um, but I would say that maybe we write in like an like a twin, like, like an evil twin, except I guess he's not evil because he helps the baby. You know, maybe doctor might as well be has a secret twin who has the opposite power of him who can touch anything that's gold and turn it into non-gold. Oh, wow. That's a really good idea. You really solved it. Uh, my first thought when you mentioned evil twins was maybe there was another twin in the womb as well. And it was one of those ones that's like, is trying to absorb the other twin. And so it's like an evil twin. And then, you know, the mother goes to give birth and the one that might as well be touches is actually the evil, the bad twin that was trying to absorb the other one. So he accidentally uh, really helps out that way. Yeah. You know what? I think that that idea is very comedically rich and we could get a lot of good jokes out of it. Oh, oh, was this a comedy that we were doing? I assume this was a drama. Oh, uh, well, I was assuming, you know, <sighs> TV these days, it, it's got everything. Every comedy has high stakes and every drama has to be funny. You know, it's the golden age of television. So really, you know, you got to do both if you want to be successful. That's true. We could definitely orange is the new black this thing. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm going to I'm going to have to insist that we make it a half hour show instead of an hour long because I I'm not sure how well we could hold up against the the dramas in the Emmys. But I think that we could hold our own against the comedies. True. Plus, you don't really like sitting down for an hour anyway. Yeah, it it's really, really hard for anything to hold my attention for more than <laughs> mm, two minutes. You know, that's a space that there's not a lot of competition in is the, the two minute TV show. 
maybe we should be looking at in that direction. You know that that is really really smart because you know back um back in the day charles dickens used to write books just a chapter at a time and put them in the newspaper so you know maybe we write a tv show like you know a scene at a time and put that in the newspaper i'm surprised you even know what a newspaper is it is very important to my father that i be very cultured so you know i understand some things so north what's your favorite bible verse have you uh studied the bible at all are your parents religious uh yeah well i don't know if you know this but my father um so you know sometimes he will tell me things and he tells me that anything that he says to me is a bible verse um (laughs) so i think my favorite bible verse is one time when my dad was tucking me in at night, he said, uh, you know what, North? Uh, I think you're going to do some cool shit when you get older. And that is really stuck with me. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. First Kanye 316. Yeah, I, uh, I want to get a tattoo of it when I'm older, but I'm going to have to wait a few years. Yeah, you want to be at least seven or so. Otherwise, it's going to stretch all out when you grow. Uh, I really like, and this one is really, uh, really fitting for the interview we're having now. But one of my favorite Bible verses is uh, Third Thessalonians four twelve, uh, where, and this is in red because it is something that Jesus said, ladies and gentlemen. He said, "Suffer the little children to come to me, and they can." be on the podcast and tell all about feminism and the things that are good to me. So saith the Lord. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I actually do remember when my dad said that one. <laughs> Who deserves to take a dark bath in your opinion? Uh, well, blue Ivy Carter for one, um, you know, that, that little part of my language with that little B word really ruined my life. Oh, come on, North. Don't, I mean, one of these days you two are going to mend your fences and then you're going to have this record on, you know, this is going to be out there and maybe she'll hear it. You don't want that out there. Uh, I mean, I, I know you're probably right. It's just so hard to move past being let down in such a profound way. I mean, we could have, had our first Grammys by the time we were three, and now that ship has sailed. <laughs> There's still time. You have half a year. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if I can get my dad to hook me up with some of his best producers, I can crank something out. I mean, maybe he could do it. He's a pretty top-notch producer. Well, he's very, very insistent that I don't ride on his co- coattails he says that i have to earn it for myself and that uh you know there's really no room for nepotism in our family oh i see that makes sense if you ask me who needs a dark bath i'm gonna say all those fat cats on wall street uh i hate to keep beating this dead horse but geez those sons of bitches uh i am angry at them every day and i shake my fists in the direction of wall street and i say why don't i have all that money damn it so I'd give them all a dark bath and uh, then rob their wallets afterwards. Well, listen, Mr. Greggy, I know that my nannies get paid a lot of money. So if you want, maybe I can get my current one fired and put in a good word for you. That would be pretty good, but I'm terrible with kids, so it's probably a bad fit. The last couple of weeks, we've been having a little bit of a serious discussion about what we think about the podcast after we get through all the nonsense that I've written ahead of time. Uh, and I've got to say, Pistol Shrimps Radio, uh, the first time episode I heard, I went, what the heck is this? What is this going to be? And it turned out it, it exceeded my expectations by a lot. What do you think, uh, North? Um, yeah, I would say that uh, the first episode when I listened, I was a little, yeah, I was confused, kind of not sure where things were going to go. But 
the more you listen, the more they have these uh, recurring bits that they sort of build up. And I think it's one of those. It's definitely good if you jump in randomly. It's it's fun to hear them goofing off, but it's super rewarding if you start from the beginning and just kind of watch the the bits sort of grow and and the callbacks happen. Um, it's it makes you feel like almost like you're a part of the friendship between Matt and Mark, I think, which is a really cool feeling. Structured comedy, like more structured comedy is really cool, but there's something super magical about just listening to two like funny dudes be bros with each other. It makes you feel like you're a part of something. That's a great point. And uh, I hate to say it when I first, this is a thing that kind of happens with me. I start on a podcast I love every second of it. I listen to everyone. It's awesome. But then as time goes on, I sort of fall off a little bit. And I kind of feel like I'm I'm there a little bit with uh, Pistol Shrimps. But it's it's great to have it on my list. Like uh, if I need something to just toss on in the background, it, it's a great podcast uh, to, to listen to while you're doing something else, I would say. Uh, not to say that it, it, it would be – it wouldn't be rewarding to listen to it and, you know, give it your full attention, but it's also one that you can just kind of put on in the background and uh, tune in every once in a while and get a good laugh out of it, but then also be able to do other things at the same time. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would say that um, like theoretically, if I did have a job that I had to go to every day, that this would be a really fun podcast to listen to while I was doing that job. Oh my God. Can you imagine anything worse than having to have a job that you go to every day? I I mean, just having to be in a certain place at a certain time is so oppressive to me. I can't, I can't even deal with the thought. Luckily your parents are really rich. So once you get your uh, preschool nailed down, it's the, it'll probably be the kind of free form thing that you can do whenever you need, you feel like it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I will, you know, just be free to pursue my art and my passions you know, whenever I figure out what that is. Um, you know, that that would be the dream. But you can't take anything for granted in this world. You're you're really wise for such a young kid, I have to say. Well, thank you, Mr. Greggy. I actually do get that all the time from <laughs> my dad, but I still appreciate it. Okay, so next we're going to be moving on to ratings. We all know podcasts are the best, so let's rate this show from 1 to 10. But don't go too low when you rate, my friend, because then one to four wouldn't make much sense. It's Podcasts are wonderful. We rate podcasts on a one to ten scale, where one is the worst and ten is the best. However, podcasts are a lot of work. It's hard work to make a podcast. Uh, I think your dad could really appreciate that. He puts a lot of work into all his music. Podcasters put a lot of work into each of their podcasts. And uh, so rating a podcast lower than a seven, I would say, is a real slap in the face to these people that put all this time and effort into making these podcasts. On Podcasts are Wonderful, we rate podcasts in the eights, nines, and tens. So with that in mind, North, uh, what would you give Pistol Shrimps Radio from September 15th, 2015, uh, featuring Matt Gorley, Mark McConville, and Jensen Carp on the Sock Report? Uh, I would give it a 10 because, you know, like I said, there's just something really special about listening to this sort of thing where, you know, people who really like each other and are really funny are just talking to each other. That is, I don't know, it, it really gets me in, in, in an emotional place. And it also it's super hilarious. So, yeah, I give it a 10. Great. That's a great score. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9. Uh, just because I have fallen off it a little bit, but hey, it's a nine. It's a great podcast. It's really funny. Great to uh, put on when you got something else going on. And I enjoy it a lot. I love Matt Gorley. He's one of my favorite uh, comedians. And Super Ego is, I don't know, top five for me, definitely. And Mark McConville is a big part of that, big part of this show. And I love both those guys. 
Yeah, uh, I, I want to echo that, too. I super love Matt Gorley and Mark McConville. Uh, was there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? I just want to say that I'm super excited about uh, Matt Gorley and Amanda Lund getting engaged, and I hope that they invite uh, my parents and me to their wedding. <laughs> I don't see how they could not. I, uh, have you ever met them before? Uh, I haven't, you know, I'm always trying to get my dad to take me to a pistol shrimps game, but you know, he'd rather go see the, uh, the Lakers with Mr. Z than take me to a pistol shrimps game. But you know, I'm, I'm holding out hope that maybe someday, uh, maybe for my third birthday, fingers crossed, I'll get to actually go see them. <laughs> well, then I would say the only way that this might not happen is if they feel like, uh, they just don't know your parents or whatever, uh, they might not send that invitation. So I would say maybe reach out to them and let them know that you would like to be there. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Like as soon as, as soon as we're done here, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'll go tweet at Matt, Matt Gorley. Okay. Well, I don't want to keep you from that any longer. So uh, with that, we're going to end the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And we, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.